The people you know, the experience you trust, the quality you expect, the newspaper you deserve. This local newscast provided by The Telegram. This is Matt McKee reporting from Total Media Studios in Jackson with your local news. A lawsuit has been filed requesting redistricting records of Republican lawmakers' efforts to redraw the state's congressional and legislative districts. ONN's Eric Brown files this report. The American Civil Liberties Union of Ohio filed the lawsuit last week and claims House GOP lawmakers, including House Speaker Bob Cup and Representative Bill Seitz, have refused to respond to a February records request by the ACLU. The request sought to obtain any redistricting-related records, including emails from CUP, sites, and other legislative staff involved in the ongoing process. The lawyers representing the ACLU said receiving the records will help them monitor the state's contentious redistricting process carefully. Eric Brown, ONN News. For months, local leaders have been discussing possible uses for their respective allotments of federal funding through the American Rescue Plan Act, initially expected to be much less stringent than the previous installment of stimulus funds through the Coronavirus Aid, Relief, and Economic Security Act, better known as the CARES Act, regarding restrictions on use. Over time, though, the guidance has continued to change. A good news-bad news scenario pertaining to these funds unfolded recently in the Ohio legislature when the House of Representatives passed an amended version of Senate Bill 111. First introduced in early March, this bill aims to appropriate over $400 million in ARPA funds to townships, entities that were previously excluded from receiving any of these monies. Senate Bill 111 was passed by the House by a vote of 62 to 34 on Thursday, June 24th. The Ohio Senate later concurred with the amendments and revised funding allocation plan was approved as part of the overall state budget, which was passed by both the House and the Senate. Governor Mike DeWine signed the budget bill on Wednesday, June 30th, making it all a done deal. Senate Bill 111 would not affect the funding to the state itself or to the counties and larger cities. However, it will affect municipalities with populations under 50,000 whose funding would be cut drastically in order to provide a portion to townships. On the local front, the cities of Jackson and Wellston, which were initially expecting to receive upwards of $1 million apiece, will receive about half of that amount. The amount of funding each of Jackson County's townships can expect is uncertain, though the county itself is set to receive close to $6.3 million from the ARPA. Any entity receiving ARPA funding is expected to get half this year and half next year, with the total required to be spent by 2024. For the complete story, check out upcoming editions of The Telegram. And those who remember the 1990 Jackson County Fair almost unanimously describe it as having the largest crowd in the fair's history. According to RMA Presents, 10,033 country music fans flocked to the Jackson County Fairgrounds in Wellston, gathering in mass around the grandstand and on the horse track for the same reason, the Kentucky Headhunters had come to play a concert. Their 1990 Jackson County Fair show drew their sizable fan base to Wellston in droves. Now, 31 years later, this coming Saturday at 8 p.m., they're returning to the fairgrounds to play again. In a salute to history, the fair board has arranged for local band Tallahassee Freight to provide the lead-in concert once again, just as that did in 1990. Tallahassee Freight's performance will get underway at 6 p.m. The fairgrounds are prepared for another large turnout this year. Security has been arranged to the Jackson County Sheriff's Office and neighboring police agencies, and traffic control has been arranged to set up for the show. In addition, the band will play on Saturday before any of the fair rides go up to facilitate the anticipated need for space. The upcoming Kentucky Headhunter show has already drawn a huge amount of positive feedback. People have been calling in, asking about ticket prices, seating, and other questions. They want The fair board wants people to know, though, that they're not charging any extra for the event. It's a one-price-for-everyone, $10 event. First there, first served. Enjoy the show. Tickets to see the Kentucky Headhunters will cost $10 for entry. Special seating will only be made available to the fair queen and her court. Spectators are asked to bring their own seating to sit on the horse track around the grandstand on which the band will play. This occasion will mark the first time at the fair in many years. Don't miss the Kentucky Headhunters this coming Saturday at 8 p.m. And the Vinton County Historical and Genealogical Society is a small organization run completely by volunteers. 
At its location, known as Alice House, after the previous owner of the property, Alice Ogan Runyon, the organization operates to preserve and document local history as well as opens Alice's House as a research station for family histories and connections. Alice's House, which is operated from Wednesday through Friday by six volunteers, is a historical site itself. The society hosts tours where members and volunteers show the history of the Ogan Runyon Fisher family. For those interested in touring the museum or becoming a member of the organization or volunteering, you can contact the Vinton County Historical and Genealogical Society at 596-0253 or email vchistoricalsociety at outlook.com. You can also visit Alice's House on Sugar Street in MacArthur when they're open Wednesday through Friday from 12 to 3 each day. The Oak Hill Village Police Department has received a $7,000 grant to purchase a drone for police operations. Chief Police David P. Ward says that TLC Energy has donated the money to enhance police operations. This announcement was made during the most recent meeting of the Oak Hill Village Council. In other business, the council agreed to purchase a new phone service from Willard Communications, which is a switch from Spectrum. The new service offers many options, such as call forwarding and call waiting, along with advanced services such as call targeting to people who need to know about specific issues, such as water breaks and police issues. The Zalaski Fire Department in Vinton County was a recent recipient of a statewide grant from the Ohio Department of Natural Resources Division of Forestry. Through the Community Wildfire Risk Reduction Grant Program, the Division of Forestry recently approved the grant funding for 37 projects, totaling just under $76,000 for fire departments in eastern and southern Ohio. The Zalaski Fire Department received a grant of $2,166 to purchase a signboard and four gas detector. CWRR grant funding is provided to the Ohio Department of Natural Resources Forestry Department by the U.S. Forest Service. Governor Mike DeWine has vetoed legislation allowing Ohio residents to set off fireworks on certain holidays. ONN's Daniel Barnett has all the details on this. The Republican governor used his executive power once again to push back on state lawmakers' decision to pass a bill that would change Ohio's fireworks safety laws by allowing non-professionals to set off fireworks without requiring compliance with standard safety measures. State law currently allows residents to purchase fireworks but not set them off. The bill will now go back to the legislature where lawmakers can override DeWine's veto with a three-fifths vote. Daniel Barnett, ONN News. The Service Committee of Jackson City Council will meet at 6.30 p.m. today at City Council Chambers on Portsmouth Street in Jackson. The purpose of the meeting is to make a change in the Transient Merchant Ordinance. The regularly scheduled meeting of the full Jackson City Council is scheduled for 7 p.m. this evening as well, also in City Council Chambers. Again, from Total Media Studios in Jackson, I'm Matt McKee, and that was your local news.